Hello, welcome to Living Box. <laughs> Let me try that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. That wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad, but I got confused about whether I was saying welcome to On the Rise or welcome to the Living Box Free, which I never say welcome to On the Rise. So I yeah. don't know. What it's been was. a while. We're it's out fine. of practice. Yeah, we are yeah. out of practice. Here we go. Welcome back to Living Box Free. I'm Ashley Insights. And I'm Becky Ford. And we are here today to talk about laziness. Woohoo! And how great it is and how we can use it to our advantage. Isn't that awesome? I cannot wait. I mean, we naturally take the path of least resistance as humans. And actually, uh, nature and science follow that rule as well, which is interesting. But we can learn to use it to our advantage and wield our laziness as a tool. Everyone's going to be taking notes and they're going to go back to their parents, their Uh roommate, their partner, be like, hey, laziness can be a good thing. It can help. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I'm excited to talk about it. Yes. Uh, Before we jump into that, what's on the rise for you this week, Ash? Okay. So I recently, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I recently started uh, coaching at the gym Mm -hmm. and I left my office job. So now... Basically, I work from home or I go to the gym. And sometimes the gym requires multiple outfits in a day. And so I am doing laundry like every four days. And I'm assuming this isn't eight days. Style purposes. This is not style. This is like (laughs) smell. I don't want to continue wearing the clothing that I'm wearing because it doesn't smell good. And I, I like having people be relatively near me so (laughs) um, so laundry is on the rise for me which I guess means I need to go and buy more clothes I haven't yeah it I just need to work on it but I'm like oh my gosh I was doing laundry last night and I was like I just washed this shirt four days ago maybe we need our own little clothing swap because I need to get rid of workout clothes (laughs) okay so I might need to just go through those and see if there's anything you want Merry Christmas early (laughs) what's on the rise for you Maggie I put Getting uncomfortable, that's Ooh. what's on the rise for me. I've okay. been very uncomfortable this week. And it's more so like big picture, just life decisions mm-hmm. and thinking about our kid's future and what school does he want to go to and where do we want to live long term? Lots of things. And yeah, it's like I realized this week I've been very comfortable with where I'm at mm-hmm. and I love where I'm at. And that change is on the horizon and just trying to like step into that, think about it. Um, so yeah, it's been an uncomfortable week thinking about future decisions, but a good challenge. Cause I also recognize I haven't thought of big decisions like that in yeah. some time. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So my mind has not been very lazy this week is what I'm saying. Mm. Well, <laughs> it's been I'm very glad. highly stimulated. <laughs> I, I guess, although the, yeah, laziness is good. We're going to talk about that. So yes. I guess, you know, some of both. I would like but to have a lazy weekend. Being uncomfortable grows us too. It in does. Just in different ways. Yes. Also, I just realized your birthday is coming up. You have any it birthday is. plans? I have had a very stimulated mind, as I said, but my birthday has not been one of them. <laughs> I have not thought about <laughs> I will say the only thing, uh, my family did ask if I'd go back to Kansas. Okay. However, just because of my work schedule yeah. and f- there's no direct flight, 
I did decide I just want to stay here because yep. I'd be driving a long time <laughs> to be there for like yes. a day and a half. Yeah. That's and then lot. driving a long time back. So right. no, no plans. Okay. All right. I did tell my husband I would like to do lots of partner workouts. That seems fair to me. <laughs> so that's my goal. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> that makes my soul happy. Well, good to know. We'll revisit yeah. oh, after your birthday and find out how it turned out. Okay. Perfect. Thanks yes. We'll guarantee. give an update. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll let you know. All right. Let's talk about laziness and Let's how we can use it to our advantage. So here's where we're headed today. I'm guessing it's going to be a relatively short episode, but let's just find out, shall we? Who knows? Whenever I say that, we're always like, 48 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's the ones you think are short. We have more to say than I think we do. Yeah. Um, So where we're headed today is explain the path of least resistance. So we're going to talk about that, what I mean when I say we take the path of least resistance and how nature plays into that and yada, yada. And then we're going to talk about default choices and how we can use default choices to our advantage and create habits, create processes and systems in our life out of default choices. And then we're going to talk about some examples and how to get started. Perfect. Great. Okay. So let's talk about the path of least resistance. So it's really interesting because this is in science and nature, and it, it's one of the fundamental laws of our universe, interestingly enough. And we are just one of the many parts of the universe that follows this law is that whatever is the easiest, that's what we do, automatically do. Now, we can choose to use willpower to circumvent that default choice. It is possible. But our willpower only gets us so far so long because it runs out. We don't have as much willpower as we have decisions. And so if we use our willpower on every decision throughout the day, we're going to run out at like 6 p.m. and then we find ourselves binge watching Real Housewives and eating potato chips dipped in ice cream. Okay, so that's how that progression starts. I don't see you binge watching Real Housewives. I mean, I don't see it either, unless there's a lot of alcohol involved. <laughs> Maybe Becky might. Actually, I don't even. I don't watch that. No, but The Bachelorette. The Bachelor. I would do that totally. Okay. Yes, right. and I would do potato chips. Yes. <laughs> so my point is. We only have so much willpower, and so we want to use it on the things that we have to use it on, and we want to create habits and systems where the default choice is the easiest choice if we want to change our behavior. So this all assumes you want to change your behavior. I feel like all of us, every single one of us, no matter how healthy you are, could change a behavior, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, stop biting your nails or read more frequently or take a walk every day, get outside, call a friend, whatever it is, we can all adapt one or two behaviors in our life. So that's what we're headed toward. Um, so the path, path of least resistance, I mean, if you think about it, like if a ball is sitting at the top of a hill and in one direction it goes up and the other direction goes down and you kind of give the ball a nudge, which way is it going to go? Down. Down. And yes, that's because of the law of gravity, but the same thing applies to us. If I have an option between going home for lunch, which is a 15-minute drive, and making a salad and then eating it, which I don't know. Do you feel this way, Becky? Salads take me like a thousand years to chew. 
I don't ever do salads unless I eat out. <laughs> and part of it is like to make a salad yummy, I want lots of different things yes. on it. And then that's just a lot of ingredients yeah. to have. But yeah, they do take a very long time to I chew. I just feel like it spends, I take like 40 minutes to chew a salad. Yep. And and then I hate it if like you have like a really big stem. Yes. On the, yeah. Like if you've got <laughs> like some mixed greens. <laughs> That's not really where I meant to go with this conversation. <laughs> but anyway, if you have to go home, you have to take the time, you have to create a salad, you have to put all these toppings on it to make it tasty, as opposed to Wendy's is right next door to your office. That's going to be the, that, the easier choice. And yes, you could use willpower, but after a while we run out of willpower. And so we're more likely to choose Wendy's. Yep. So that's the concept here. And we want to learn to use that to our advantage because... We can change our behaviors if we make the default choice the choice we want it to be. Yeah. So it's amazing how my default easiness has changed since having a child. Mm. There's been like twice this week. I'm leaving. Like I've, I worked all day. I pick up my child and I'm heading home and I'm thinking, man, you know, this really sounds tasty. I'd like to stop by the grocery store and go get, get this. And then I think, Oh, I'm not going in there with my child. And then he throws a tantrum and he sees something he wants. And I'm like, I'm just going home. I'll cook eggs. I'm like, what? And so it's funny because it used to be the path of least resistance as a single person. It was easy to just like run into the grocery store and get like, you know, box of cookies or whatever. And now I'm like, "Uh, Nope, I'm not doing that with my child. I didn't have time to do it earlier today. So it actually has been a positive for me as a parent. (laughs) (laughs) That makes total sense. And yeah, I agree. I think we adjust what the choices are, the options, and how easy or difficult they might be. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about it every time I hurt something on my body, I get injured. I'm like, oh, the easiest option that last week was is not the easiest option this week. Yep. Like the easiest option this week is just not to eat at all because the food is far away. <laughs> no, oh my like gosh. The the options can change, yes. but we can still use it to our advantage. Mm-hmm. So I'm introducing this concept that we want to prepare to be lazy. We want to, yes. we know we're going to be lazy. We know we will do well to save our willpower for the things that really matter. So how can we prepare to be lazy? Oh, oh, I have another example. Please. But it might... It might be better later. Okay. I was just going to say like meal prepping. Yes. It sounds like a lot of work, but it lets me be so lazy throughout the week. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, it's our, I just have to yeah. microwave it. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Yeah. That's a big one for me. Yes. All right. So the path of least resistance, we do what feels easiest. I, I have a couple of exa- other examples down here. I mean, we talked about the phen- phenomenon of fast food, like the concept of fast food, even in the name it's faster than in anything else. So it feels more convenient. I was thinking about when I was thinking of examples, like walking versus running versus crawling. Mm. So the thing that is the easiest for most adult humans is walking. So why don't we just run everywhere? Because we, most of us could, right? We would be capable, physically mm-hmm. capable of running everywhere, but we don't because it's easier to walk. But we also don't crawl everywhere, even though we could also do that. Because it's not easy. I would love to envision that. Right? A whole yes. world of people who just crawl everywhere. <laughs> yeah. If it was the easiest thing, that's what we would do. Yep. And we don't think about the fact that like walking is not the only way to get around. It's just yeah. the easiest way for us to get around. It's a good point. And so we have chosen the path of least resistance. For you CrossFit nerds out there, I have one more example. The push press versus the push jerk. 
So on the push press, you you have the bar in your front rack. You dip once and you drive the bar barbell overhead. And then the push jerk, you dip once, drive the barbell overhead, and then dip under it, which allows you to bend your knees twice. And that is the path of least resistance. And so, so, so many times do we accidentally push jerk when we are supposed to be push pressing because it is the path of least resistance, even for our muscles. It feels easier. And so we choose that. If you were in Ash's class a couple weeks ago when it was push press, it was running push press and chest to bar or pull ups, uh-huh. she's calling you out right now. <laughs> because before our class, Maybe. she goes, all of you. I don't want to see any jerks in here. <laughs> I just want to see push presses. And man, I was thinking about lock those knees out, Becky. Yep. Don't you fall underneath There was it. one. I wish I remember which class it was. I think it was the 5 p.m. class. Yeah. They really crushed it. Oh, I good. think I only saw like one or two jerks the whole time. All right. Shout out 5 p.m. I know. 5 p.m. You were listening. Good job. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the concept. Any other examples to throw in there, Becky, on the path of least resistance? Well, now you got me thinking about CrossFit movements. Mm. Uh it's okay. We'll have other examples. Right we'll come yeah. back to it. Okay. So let's talk about default choices. So default choices are an interesting phenomenon because it's basically eliminating other options or eliminating the convenience of other options. Mm. So if you go to Chick-fil-A, you have no decision to make of whether you're getting chicken or beef, right? Yep. Like there's no decision there. You eliminate that option. You only have the one. You can only eat chicken. And it feels easier because of that, because you've eliminated the other choices. So because we utilize that path of least resistance, we automatically head toward that default option. And we don't even necessarily think about it consciously of like, this is my default option. Sometimes we do. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, like, I don't think about when I walk into Chick-fil-A, I'm like, oh, not like, I hate that I can't get a burger here. Like, that's not how I feel. I just think, walk in and I'm like, okay, of these options, yep. what, what, what do I want? So, yeah, I mean, you talked about meal prepping versus eating out um, or fast food or ordering in. Um, that's one of those that if you have the meal already and there are negative consequences to eating out, like spending money or those kinds of things, it can become your default option to eat the meal that's already prepared for you. Yeah. This also makes me think of grocery stores like Aldi compared to a Walmart. Yeah. And there's just so much research about why Aldi only has certain options. I think, isn't it a Swiss company? Or it's a European-owned company. I can't remember. Yeah, but it's just really neat. I know that there's some research out there about just that fatigue from making decisions. Uh, And I personally, I don't go to Walmart anymore because it overwhelms me. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's so many options. There's so much stuff. I'm I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to run into Walgreens and get this thing. Yeah. Like, I just want short, fast. Here's what I need. Yeah. Uh, and that, it does, like, you can tell a difference in, I call it decision fatigue. Yeah. Like, how tiring it is to yeah. make decisions. Yeah. Or have new decisions or choices pop up in your face you weren't anticipating yes. that then now you have to say no to. Yeah, for sure. I only shop at Aldi if I can help it mm-hmm. because of that. Because I would prefer if I walk in and I'm like, I need coffee oh, look, here's coffee. Yes. It's not 77 brands of coffee with their 47 different options of ground and whole bean and... Two aisles full. I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't decide (laughs) which one has the prettiest packaging. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yes, I love Aldi because of that. Maybe I'll have two options sometimes and I'm like, oh, which one's cheaper? That's easy. So um, yeah, another example, setting the coffee pot. I've, I've started setting the coffee pot before I go to bed because my, my brain, and this might not work for everyone, but my brain says, okay, I want to drink the coffee when it's fresh. So when I wake up in the morning, I have to get up because the coffee is fresh Mm -hmm. and I don't want to go back to sleep because then if I get up later, I either a am drinking non-fresh coffee or B I have to make coffee all over again and I already did it. Yeah. So that's annoying. So it's a motivator for me to get out of bed because I make that default choice of like the coffee is already there. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So yeah. it doesn't always work, um, but it helps. That's really good. Tristan does that too. Yeah. Yeah. So if we eliminate basically the concept of default choices, if we eliminate the easier choices, the choice we want becomes the default. Mm-hmm. I, I will throw one more example. Yeah. And this might sound so silly, but now that we're going, my company's going back in the office more often. The first few times I was so just like, I spent so much time figuring out what to wear. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And so now it's like, if I'm going to the office, I didn't do this before the pandemic, but now I'm like, I am picking out what I'm wearing the night before Yep. and I'm setting it out and that's it. Because the last thing I need the morning of is to stress and change multiple times and then there went my window to eat breakfast, you yeah. know? Yeah. So even something as simple as that can help start your day off on a totally different yes. energy level. For whatever reason, I think maybe I've mentioned this before, but the times that it matters the least what I wear are the times when it takes me the longest to decide what to wear. Yeah. Because I literally have all the choices. Yes. I could wear anything in my closet. I could wear my red leather trench coat. Or I could wear do it. <laughs> I could wear shorts and a t-shirt, but then which shorts and which t-shirt? Like it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, that was a little side rant. I know. I think, it's, I think it's Steve Jobs, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I get you, man. I get it. Yes. Which then, though, there's a little bit of a double standard with yeah. men and women, which is oh yeah, kind of another topic. If I wore a black turtleneck all the time, you think... People would be like, oh, she's weird. I think people would have questions. They wouldn't. <laughs> they would have I think questions. they would have questions. I don't know yep. that they would be like, you're weird. But they'd probably I think be like, they is, she yeah. is she mourning someone? Yes, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, okay. So that's the default choice. Um, so now we're moving on to examples and how to get started. So the first step of changing any behavior is decide what behavior you want you want to have. So what behavior do you want to make into a habit? So if you you can either approach this from the I'm doing this behavior I don't like, so I want to change it, or you can just think about it as what behavior am I not doing that I do want? Either one is fine. And then decide what the new behavior is. Mm. So if you are going coming at it from I'm doing this thing I don't like, I would like to replace it with something then decide what do you want to replace it with and then stop. Think about like spend some time if you need to write it down or just think about it, deciding how can you make it the default choice. So I've been reading this book, Atomic Habits. It's fantastic. Would really recommend it. Um, and he talks about how you can encourage yourself and reward yourself to do new things, but you, he also talks about just making something super obvious. So obvious can be a default choice. So if you have your remote control out where you can see it and you're like, I'm never going to lose it. Well, you can also put your remote control away after you 
watch TV, and then take your book out for the next night if you want to read more. Um, and if you, I, I know we have a friend who uh, starts too many books. She's always like, mm. I'm reading 17 books right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you have that problem, put all the other books away. Yep. And only keep the one you're reading out. Now, if you decide to change your mind about which one you're reading and you just need to swap them out, that's fine. But having to go that extra step to either, in the first example, get the remote out of the cupboard or the drawer or whatever instead of just opening the book or having to go back to your shelf or to your closet or whatever and get a different book out, sometimes that's enough to stop you so that because the, the easiest option is already right in front of you. Um, if you're trying to get, uh, I know I have friends who are like, Oh, I never get my oil changed because I always forget or on the day of, I just don't go or whatever. I was thinking about, I, I probably need to set up a coffee date right by the oil change place Yeah. so that I'm not going to skip the coffee date yeah. or reschedule unless I'm sick or something. So if I'm there already, I might as well drop my car off. Like, Genius. So make it the default option. Um, and then the thing I always tell our uh, new CrossFitters is no matter what, pack your workout clothes the night before. So if you're coming from work or if, you, if you're going to be coming from home and you can just lay them out, like make that the easiest thing in the world. You mm -hmm. don't want to have to think about in the morning, am I going to go work out or not? Because then your brain can be like, oh, but I'm tired. Yep. You don't want to think about those things. So prepare that as far in advance as possible. I think we have more examples coming up, but I would like to point out that this can get messy when we talk about conceptual things. So it can get a little bit more complicated um, if you're trying to change something that's not like a very tangible behavior. Yeah. So like self-talk or trying to be more friendly or, you know, those kinds of things, it can be a little more difficult, but I think the key is to try to think of ways to make it tangible and make it very practical. Um, I was thinking about in self-talk, I know a lot of us just have like nasty things we say to ourselves in our brains. So make a list of things to say to yourself that are nice and then put it where you use, wherever you'll see it when you usually say mean things. So if it's in the mm -hmm. mirror, if it's at the office and you're like, oh, I screwed up again, put a, put up an actual piece of paper that says, you, you know, you made a mistake this time, but you're, you got this, you can keep going and then actually say it to yourself. So yep. pre plan what you can say to yourself to change that inner monologue. Yeah. Uh, I would yeah. add in there. I know we talked about this on a previous podcast, um, with Tiffany actually, oh, yeah. but social media, mm -hmm. like think of places you do go often. I know Ash mentioned like, put it up on the wall. If, if something that's intangible, like your thoughts, where do you look often? And I'm going to guess a lot of us, it might be Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. And so how do you follow things that spark that mental reminder of how you want to treat yourself, whether it's, I want to be more optimistic. I want to believe in myself. I want to set goals. And there are so many great handles out there you can follow that can give you a tangible thing to view when you're scrolling that can spark those type of things. I also think about, I mean, we're podcasting right now. What do you, what are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you looking at? Yeah. And those are all things that can influence the intangible to help you achieve what you're really wanting to achieve, whether it's self-talk or something else. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Sticking to a goal, not giving up. Yeah. Um, and then for the be more friendly example, I was thinking that if you, if you f- try smiling before you walk into a space, I started yeah. laughing because I was like, I can picture people like standing in the parking lot and just smiling weirdly to themselves. But I, <laughs> who cares? That's yeah. fine. Doesn't even matter if someone sees you. Like, just stand before you enter a space, smile, and then walk in. And you can even do that at home when you're by yourself. Like, you don't have to be with other people. Just get in the habit of always smiling before you walk into a space. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a habit but it doesn't necessarily have to be something you always do in the future. Yeah. Um, so those kinds of, yeah, great examples of making things practical. You made me think on my computer in my office, one of my post-it notes says, give away kindness. Like mm. there's a hole in your pocket. <laughs> and I saw that from, it's from Bob Goff and yeah. I just love it. And I have it by my work computer because I know I have a tendency to be so task driven yeah. at work that I need to pause sometimes and be like, not that I'm unkind, but focus on the person. How are they doing? Totally. Give away that kindness to them. So that's, I have that there intentionally because sometimes I'm just like, okay, what do we need? Let's do this. Let's do that. (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, you need to give away kindness to everyone you interact with or try to think about that. Yeah. I think that's a great example of those, those reminders of, Hey, this can be the default choice. If you just remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes it's just hard to remember yep. what the, what the default choice is. So, um, one note before we kind of share any final examples and wrap up, don't try to start 47 new behaviors at once. Excellent tip. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. It won't work. You'll get distracted. You'll have a hard time remembering. So just pick one or feel overwhelmed and or just feel quit overwhelmed. them all. Yeah. yeah. Um, just pick one and try to make it consistent. And then if it goes great for two weeks, awesome. And then pick another one if you feel like it. You also don't have to. So just start small. Don't go crazy. That's my that's my recommendation. Any other examples or things you want to throw in? I love that we talked about the intangible mm-hmm. and how to influence those. I'm thinking more about the intangible and just the people surrounding us and how that influences as well some of those those choices um I'm I'm very fortunate like a lot of people that I hang out with it's so easy to be healthy yeah because they support that and it's like even if you do eat out it's like oh yeah you want like when we eat out we don't go to McDonald's right and so even as you think about the person you want to be Think about that person. Let's say that person, let's say you want to be healthy and you're not right now and you eat McDonald's all the time. Who would someone who eats healthy hang out with? Who would someone who doesn't go to McDonald's, but maybe they go on walks, who would they hang out with? I'm not telling you ditch all your friends, but I'm telling you that there's there's truth that the people we're around can make those default decisions way easier. Yeah. And if you're someone who's like, I want to work out, you probably are going to have some friends who work out and hopefully you make some friends who work mm-hmm. out. Doesn't mean you get rid of the old friends, but it means you get to introduce new people into your life to make some of those choices even easier. So it doesn't take as much willpower. Yeah. So that's kind of what was going through my mind is yeah. as we're talking about this. And you just introduced the concept of identity of being, mm-hmm. being who you want to be or acting like yes. who you want to be. 
uh, which is a whole other podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah. But a very great point. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And just remembering the environment you're in now and the habits you have now have gotten to you, gotten you where you are now, mm-hmm. which might be a great place. It might be a place that you aren't so fond of. So it's what is, and as Ash said, like, what's that one thing that you can change that's realistic? It's not overwhelming, but it starts to move the needle to help you become the person you want to be, making your choices easier to to say yes to the things that you want to be that person. Pick one thing. You got this. We believe in you. You got it. Send us some, uh, I would love to hear some success stories if you have any. Be like, hey, I quit smoking or hey, I did this. Yeah, that'll be fun. I only ate fast food twice this week instead of eight times. Yeah. (laughs) And I saved money. Hey. Hey (laughs) Oh, If you're not a great cook out there, I know we've talked about food. I am a horrible cook and I know how to to do the basics. (laughs) So you too, I have faith in. (laughs) You can do it. Get you an Instapot. (laughs) You sure can. Yep. Uh, We are so grateful that you tuned in. We just love doing this podcast. And if you want to learn more about us and what we do in our resources, go check out On The Rise group. We have a webinar coming out this week. Mm -hmm. That webinar, as we talk about choices and habits, it's all related to wellness. And how can we understand what we need and based off of that, focus on what are some of those habits, routines, or even just actions we can take to improve our wellness, to be our healthiest, happiest, most fulfilled selves. Yeah. Um, this webinar, if you've looked at our social media, it's targeted towards our peeps in agriculture. What, what? Yay. And we do have a farmer, a far- actually two, joining us to talk about just the stresses of being in the ag industry and all that work um, and passion that goes into that. Even though we're targeting the agriculture industry for this wellness webinar, everyone, everyone is welcome to join. Yeah, and it'll be relevant to everyone because farmers are humans. Yes. Turns out. Turns out. (laughs) Um, And just so you guys know, we are donating all the profits. So it's $15 to register. You can do that through our website. All the profits are going to the National FFA Organization, which is the largest youth-run organization in the Mm -hmm. U.S., and really focuses on helping students learn about leadership and career success. So we would love for you to join. Go to our website, ontherisegroup.com, to learn more. All right, that's my final little ad there. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. We hope to see you on that webinar, and we just hope that you'll tune back in. We appreciate you guys. Bye. Bye.